This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. It would be absolutely shocking to walk up to your house or walk up to your apartment and there is a notice that you got to get out of here. You are about to be ev- evicted and you had n- no idea this was coming. Yeah, and it's no secret that I'm a little bit of a catastrophizer. Like, I'm always prepared for the worst. My last name's Murphy, so naturally I live by Murphy's Law. Like, what can go wrong is going to go wrong because my anxiety said so. So, last week we had Bird's Big Adventure, which is the trip we take to Disney every year where we take kids with chronic and terminal illnesses to Disney for the first time. And this was going to be the longest I have ever uh, been away from my cat. Like, normally I'll leave her for, like, a weekend. Like, I'll go uh, away for a couple of days, and I've got my, my... my home security camera so I can keep an eye on her and I've gotten pretty used to that and she's usually okay when I'm gone but five days is the longest I've ever been away from her and so it started to trigger a little bit of anxiety with me because mm-hmm. I don't have anybody in this city that like if something went wrong no one's there to save her. I'd have to call up my mom and be like, can you fly to, to our city? Can you drive and like make sure my cat and then by the time something may have happened my cat not, might not be there anymore. So as I'm packing up the night before Bird's Big Adventure, I'm starting to think, what is worst case scenario? And how can I prepare for this? And so a couple of months ago, there was like a, an apartment fire down the street for me because tenants decided to light fireworks on the roof and it lit the whole top floor on fire. And I thought, naturally, while I'm gone, that's probably going to happen to my apartment complex. <laughs> of course. Or probably more realistically, it's cold. So maybe a pipe's going to burst. And even though I'm, the t- I'm on the top floor, my apartment's probably going to flood. And can my cat swim? I have no idea. I've never thrown her in a body <laughs> of water because we live in the suburbs. This is how you live your life every day. Seriously. It's miserable. If you, wa- the- if you have any effects or leftover, I'd love to take some. <laughs> take some off your hands. Uh, I'm taking the pellets out of them, so I'll just save those for you. Yeah, yeah just bring me a nice little bag. I'll snort them during the breaks. Anyway, so we're I'm in my apartment and I'm packing up and I'm thinking, what can I do to at least ease some of this anxiety? I don't have control over what happens while I'm gone, but maybe I can put my cat in the best position to survive if something goes down. So I go into my pantry and I don't have any paper. I think I had I had um I had some Dallas Cowboys thank you cards, which I bought because I needed to write Moa card at some point. <laughs> oh, and, oh, so, oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'll just stick these all over my apartment and I'll let the people know. Like if authorities have to come up, like if firefighters come up or if the 
scuba team comes up, if a pipe bursts. The scuba team. The scuba team. <laughs> the They're going to send SEAL Team 6 in to save your cat. Exactly. Okay. So if somebody's coming into my apartment and they need to save my cat, they know where to go. So I shut all the small doors of the tiny little crannies where she likes to hide, like under my bed. And I'm like, no, you get one room this weekend because if you die, my mental health won't be able to take it. So I start sticking up all these Dallas Cowboys cards all over my apartment that say things like, in case of emergency, cat low. Located behind the white mirror in the guest room. She's white with blue eyes and a gray tail. Just like a crazy person. Nobody's going to want to save you more if you're a Cowboys fan. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> From experience, that might not help. It was clearly a cry for help. So I stick these up all over the wall. I have no less than 10 on doors, on walls, on pieces of furniture. And then as I'm walking out the door to go to Bird's Big Adventure, I think... I really want to stick it to the authorities and make sure they know not to leave this apartment without my cat. So I stick one more on the back of my door that says, do not leave this apartment without my cat. <laughs> and so I finally open the door. I lock it. <sighs> breathe a sigh of relief because I've done everything I've been able to take control of. And I think best case scenario, nothing happens. Nobody has to see this crazy woman's apartment. <laughs> Worst case scenario, my car, my apartment catches on fire and the authorities see the notes on my wall and they save my cat. So fast forward to Bird's Big Adventure. It's Friday. We're at, we're at a Magic Kingdom and I get a little bing from my email and it's my apartment complex and they said notice of injury. I freak out because my apartment or my apartment complex comes into your unit like two or three times a year and it's random. They'll tell you like the day before. It's oh, very annoying. Okay. So annoying. For what? For inspections or if they have to clean, if um, they had to clean out the dryer vents this time around, I guess they have to do that annually or, or change out the HVAC system. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. So I'm, I, I open up the email and of course the last day of BBA is when they're coming into my apartment and I'm just sitting there going, they are going to walk into my apartment and think, <laughs> who lives here? <laughs> And do we need to baker act her? <laughs> so I'm spent most of BBA in a cold sweat because now my anxiety has told me that if they come into my apartment, my cat's going to think it's me and she's going to run out the door and they don't know that she does that. And so when they open the door, my cat's going to escape and they're, if, are they going to know? Are they going to think that she's behind the mirror and they're just going to check behind the mirror, but really she's in the hallway. So I'm freaking out. Fast forward. Trip is over. I'm coming home. I'm in a cold sweat about to unlock the door and I open it to my apartment and they're waiting for me is an eviction notice. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening here? I'm like, first of all, where's the cat? I go past the eviction notice. I'm like, where's my cat? She's fine. She's purring. She's having a great time. I realize I've just panicked for nothing. And then I notice on my apartment counter is a little eviction letter. And I start to panic even more because I'm like this it's like uh, looking both ways before you cross the street and getting hit by a plane I'm like didn't expect this and I open it and I start to breathe a sigh of relief because I realize it was just the apartment staff they've they ha it says eviction notice it's like an eviction template yeah it's completely blank but they've written on there we cleaned out your air vents at 504 p.m whatever on this day by the way, your cat did great. She sat and watched us. She's totally fine. <laughs> but they wrote it on an eviction notice? Yes. Oh, my God. Jesus. And ran, like ran out of Post-its? <laughs> Why would they do that? Maybe they don't normally write couldn't, notes to they, their tenants, but they're couldn't like... They have, couldn't they have used your Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Like, right. I, 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 used I it told all you, they don't like his night Cowboys fans. <laughs> I used it all, Kristen. There was no paper left. I, when I tell you my apartment was covered, I'll take a video for y'all later because I haven't taken them down because I'm a little embarrassed because I'm 
I don't, I don't really want to look at him in the eye. My apartment is covered like I was plotting a murder. <laughs> it's just covered in Dallas Cowboys cards. It was humiliating. So at first I thought I was getting evicted for the fact that I am a Looney Tune living in their apartment complex. Turns out um, that they just don't carry, yeah. they too don't carry paper on hand. I am definitely giving you some evixer. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to officially get you on that. And then we're going to double up immediately. Amen to that. Poor little bag. The Burt Show. All right, it is time for Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week. We are going to do a little Would You Rather... The dark side of Disney. The Ooh. dark side of Disney. And, the, and oh, there is there one. Yes, there yes, is. Yes, there is. <laughs> so former Disney employees went to Reddit and wrote about their worst experiences while they were working at Disney. Huh. I have pulled these. I am going to give you two to choose between. And you're going to have to take place of a Disney employee and decide which scenario <laughs> you would rather deal with, okay? So you're probably thinking, oh, my God, they go down to Disney World every year. Why would they want to mess with that meal ticket? Because they give us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not messing with anything. Zero. Which is why I did this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're on, I mean, the stuff that you guys won't see and that I didn't even see on the trip, um, we had a great time with the families. Families wouldn't know any better. But Disney has made a whole bunch of different cuts. So a lot of things are starting to fall through the cracks. And on our trip, man, if your trip is like our trip, uh, be prepared for a little stress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here you go. I'm going to give you guys two scenarios. You choose which one you would rather have to deal with as a Disney employee or as they call them, cast members. You would rather deal with. Yes, you would okay. rather deal with. So number one, and again, these are all from former Disney employees supposed to have allegedly actually happened. Surreal as it seems, people spread ashes on rides around the parks. Oh, yeah. And it's a recurring problem. All right? So you have somebody that's on Space Mountain <laughs> that is sitting there just whipping ashes left and right. <laughs> we had a guy on this show that used to do traffic for us who used to go down to Disney all the time with his mom. And when his mom passed away, he took the ashes and went to um, either Pirates of the Caribbean or It's a Small World and dumped them in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, so you either have to deal with that or in the Magic Kingdom, a grown man strapped into a ride simply could not hold it in any longer and defecated, covering <gasps> no. the entire ride with oh. his own accident. Oh. Whoa. Pity the poor employees who had to clean it up. So would you rather clean up somebody's dead ashes or somebody's feces? Dead ashes all day. Ashes for sure. Ashes all day long. And we all fall down. (laughs) I do not want to touch anybody else's poop. (laughs) All right. So this is going to be about which parents would you rather deal with at Disney? One couple tied their least child to a pole so they could ride Splash Mountain. Security had a few things to say to them when they returned. Wait a second. They tied the kid? They tethered their child to a pole outside of Splash Mountain so they could go ride the ride. You know what? After seeing some of those kids around Disney, I get it. I'm not even mad. Or, you ready for this one? A couple trying to ride Space Mountain had a black duffel bag with them, and a staff member heard noises coming from it. Security demanded they open it, and there was their six-month-old baby. <gasps> what? <laughs> so would you rather... Look at Moose's face. 
What? Well, either case, you're calling Child Protective Services, right? You think? Apparently, it's not uncommon that parents will leave their kids, usually in strollers, alone, unattended, so they can go ride rides. Get out of here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Mm-hmm. All right, so which one are you doing? The one that tethered their child to a pole or the one that had their baby stuffed in a duffel bag? Something about stuffing your baby in a duffel bag feels worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the pole. I'm going pole. I think I need to know why the child was in the duffel bag before I can make a solid, <laughs> solid opinion about it. Well, it was a six-month-old, uh-huh. so they're basically just little potatoes. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess they were worried if it cried in a stroller, it would alert people. So they just figured, <laughs> keep it, sleep it in a dark duffel bag, I mean, and everything will be well, fine. I mean, if you see, like, Child Protective Services coming, and you're the parents, and coming over to your duffel bag, if I were them, I'd go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, now I think about it, you should just take them. At least the baby didn't miss anything because Space Mountain is dark for everybody. Yes. <laughs> I think duffel bag's worse. All right. All right. So here you go. You have to deal with one of these situations at Disney. This came from allegedly real Disney employees on Reddit. An employee of Cinderella's Castle reported that a family of four came in for dinner, and about halfway through the meal, the husband stood up tapped his glass for attention, and announced that his wife of 15 years had been cheating on him for (gasps) over a year. At Disney. He took the kids and left her at the table. (laughs) She got to find a new Prince Charming. (laughs) She does. And then a woman dressed as Snow White roamed belligerently drunk around the park, pretending to be the character by signing autographs and taking pictures with people. She caused a huge scene as she was being escorted out. Not a happy ending for this princess. (laughs) And that's why they have a rule. You can't... Enter, um, enter, you can't enter the park dressed as a character. Oh, really? They will turn you away. I because don't think it, I even knew that. It'll interfere with the real characters, hence you'll have a drunk Snow White <laughs> roaming belligerently. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I would choose. I definitely want to be a Cinderella's castle when he stands up and taps on that glass and tells everybody his wife's been cheating on him for 15 years. I want that one. I want that one, too. Same here. I want it. Yeah. I want it. That's, that's a lot of views on TikTok. Yeah. That's a lot. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The people want to know, where is Kate Middleton? On January 17th, Kensington Palace announced that the Princess of Wales was going to be in London for up to two weeks after undergoing a planned abdominal surgery. But it's been over a month and a half since we've seen her and people are starting to freak out. Somebody named at Mrs. F Venom on Twitter said, you're telling me that Kate Middleton, the same woman who posed outside the hospital like a freaking supermodel mere hours after giving birth, suddenly requires months of recovery before showing her face, and the British press now magically respects her privacy, this feels dot, 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 sinister. So now people are coming up with all these conspiracy theories like she's in rehab, some of them are a little bit more funny, like, oh, she's got a bad haircut, or she's recovering from a BBL, Uh, maybe she's running off with Pete Davidson, but we have no idea where she is other than what the British, what Kensington Palace has told us is that she's recovering from this abdominal surgery. So we'll just have to wait for her to finally show her face. I couldn't. I wouldn't want that amount of scrutiny for anything in the world. I don't know why anybody would sign up for any of that. Like the fact that you have, you're dealing with something medical, right? And whatever's going on is going on. And then to have all these like speculation and conspiracy theories. And I mean, I get it. She is the mother of the future King of England. So they're obviously very invested in what's going on. 
Um, but and didn't I read? I think um, Prince William like canceled something recently to be by your side. Yeah, he canceled another public of uh, a public appearance too. So now people are like, if, if, "What's going on? That's so yeah. serious to where?" Obviously, we know what's going on with King Charles with his cancer diagnosis, but for Prince William to need to be with her. It's got to be something really serious. And it, and it wasn't just any public appearance either. It was the funeral of his godfather. Yeah. So it was a very personal appearance. And they noted something else interesting happening is that when, so William sent out the notice, and you can read into this or not if you want, all the letters are always addressed from William and Kate with their special like stationary logo. I think it's the Kensington Palace. This one went out just from William with just his royal seal, which he hasn't used since before he was married. Okay, here's the real question, important question. Do you think your voice is going to stay like that forever? <laughs> I hope not. It's actually <laughs> difficult to talk. I like it. I bet you do because it keeps me shut up. <laughs> do you think this is, and maybe this is a reach, do you think that this is some kind of cover-up for a divorce? There are so many unsubstantiated rumors, whether it's a mental breakdown like the Spanish press is reporting, or it is some people are saying like they're letting her dip out of the marriage. Um, others are saying he's divorcing her for Rose Hanbury, the woman he allegedly had an affair on her with. I mean, it's it's all speculation. It probably is just some surgery that she needs recovery from. Personally, I hope she's running off with Pete Davidson. That was my favorite storyline. <laughs> or the BBL. Can you imagine Kate Middleton walking around with a BBL? That's <laughs> All right, people also want to know, where is Wendy Williams? That's the name of a new Lifetime documentary that's pretty controversial, but it's gotten so many views. Over the first day it came out, it averaged 1.4 million viewers, which is more than triple the average uh, primetime audience mm. for Lifetime. Uh, it's it's kind of like those Britney Spears documentaries where it's providing, you know, footage of her in her final days on the show and also her getting under financial guardianship. But it, it feels like a film that we've seen before with the Britney stuff, too, which is why I haven't watched it yet, because it feels a little invasive to me, especially with her dementia diagnosis, too. Like, I feel like I... I'm seeing things I shouldn't be seeing. Was that diagnosed or was that her kid that was just saying, sort of spitting out his theory on... Because he said that she has dementia because of her alcohol uh, intake, right? Oh, I had seen reports that it, she had been diagnosed with it. But oh, okay. I thought she was diagnosed it, too. She was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was just speculation. So, I mean, she's going through the trenches too. But yeah, that, uh, I've seen so many people talking about it. And I felt so conflicted about whether or not I should watch it. But uh, it's gotten so many views that I feel like I'm missing out now. I feel like I've got FOMO. I, I feel like a lot of the controversy around it has been if people are going to be um, sympathetic to her mm. condition and situation because because of how many people she's hurt and family she's hurt while she was doing her job. But for me, I just, I don't ever find any joy on watching somebody else go through a hard right, time. It's, right. there's, there's nothing good about that ever. Yeah, exactly. And on some lighter news, Justin Timberlake finally revealed in a TikTok video last night that NSYNC is going to appear on a track on his latest album, Everything I Was. It's going to be on a track called Paradise. And I know fans of the band are going to be very, very pumped to hear it. It's awesome for all of them to clear their schedule like that just so they can make time for him. I know. Chris Kirkpatrick especially. So busy. Uh, I'm so excited. I don't love how he announced it. There's somebody in a comment was like, blink twice if NSYNC is on the new track. And so he blinked twice and like slow-moed his blinks twice so you could see they mm -hmm. are. But I'm like, get the guys together. I want a music video. <laughs> All right, Curb Your Enthusiasm comic Richard Lewis is dead at 76. I'll tell you how his famous friends are responding to his passing on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. The 
Burt Show. Today is Thursday. We call it follow-up Thursday. And in this case, she didn't want to reach out to her ex. She wanted to reach out to her ex's fiance to get some answers. So April was in a relationship for six years, and she waited for a proposal that never happened. She ended up getting a mental, quote, line in the sand day, but he broke up with her before that date could arrive. Four months later, April found out her ex was engaged to another woman. She began to question herself and where she went wrong in their relationship. She reached out to us to help her get closure, but she didn't want to talk to her ex. She wanted answers from his fiance. So Tommy reached out to the fiance, whose name is Kelsey, but she wasn't willing to answer April's questions via email. Instead, she wanted to meet April face to face and give her closure. So how did the meeting go? And the update reads... Hi, Bert Show. I did meet up with her. As much as I wanted to hate her, I just couldn't. Dang it. She was just too nice. Dang it. I can honestly say that I understand why he fell for her. She also said that she could understand how I was feeling because she also had a long-term boyfriend who moved on very quickly. She told me that my ex has never said anything negative about me. That was nice to hear. (laughs) She said that her understanding about our breakup is that it really just came down to him realizing that we were not right for each other. She tried to reassure me that it wasn't anything about me. There wasn't anything wrong with me or wrong with anything I did. She said it came down to me not being right for him and realizing that he wasn't right for me. She also said that she was skeptical of their relationship at first. She knew he had recently gotten out of a long-term relationship and wanted him to give himself time to recover and be emotionally ready. However... She said that there was something that just clicked with them. They had a chemistry that they couldn't slow down. I admit that part stung when I heard her say it. She said it in the nicest way she could. She insisted that there is someone out there for me and that I will realize then that my ex was right for breaking it off with me because he isn't the one for me. I really hope she is right. I can't say that meeting with her helped me get closure. I think that will just take time. But at least I've got I've let go of my anger about moving him. And moving on so quickly. I really am trying to be happy for both of them. Thank you for checking in on me, April. Do you think the, the fiancé, or her ex, I should say, uh, knows about this? Like, meet up? He should. I'd yeah. be freaked up. Yeah, no, I mean, if his, <laughs> if his current fiancé met with his ex and didn't give him a heads up, I mean, if I was him, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't know about it. No way. And know about it, I, I wouldn't have been happy about it either. I, I don't, if he, he is a... That is a peaceful, great, mature move on his part. <laughs> right. Let that go down like that. Look, I guess this, this is just one of those stories. Like, when you know, you know. It doesn't have to make sense, but the timing is right now. Um, and he just put his foot on the accelerator. Yeah. I, I do I, I do see how this got a lot worse for her, though, when she showed up and she couldn't hate her. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I hate when that happens. Beautiful and she's <laughs> funny. Oh, I see what he sees in you. If you were to get broken up with, right, and that person has moved on from you, would you take comfort in knowing that they did better than you or that they did worse than you? Oh, you better do worse than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can't do better than me, period. But I want to know that she's <laughs> not great. I want to know she's some little gremlin. Worse. Worse. I'm talking about like not even close, like yeah. a blowout worse. Yeah. Like yeah. way worse. I want to be insulted by how bad it is. <laughs> exactly. Like how do you go from all this <laughs> to that guy? I think I might have the best, uh, What what I don't know if I would call it a rebound, but the guy, a guy I dated a couple of years back, um, the first girl he dated after me was a girl who had just graduated from high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
So long as you get that reaction right yes. there all these years later when you're still laughing about it, yep. you know it's way I, underneath you. I won. <laughs> all right, it is Black History Month. Let's help out another black-owned business. Black-owned business, put you in the All right, before we move on and introduce you to a new black-owned business, let's get a thanks from Reggie Carter. He was on yesterday from Headlines Barbershop. Hi, everyone from The Bird Show. This is Reggie Carrier, the owner of Headlines Barbershop. Just wanted to take some time out to sincerely thank you guys for mentioning my business on your show. Since then, things have been on the up. I'm already getting more notoriety on my Facebook Headlines page and my Instagram page. And that's all sincerely thanks to you guys. So us from the Headlines Barbershop team want to say a big thank you. You guys continue doing what you're doing and helping grow in small businesses and keep putting out great content. All right, and today we're trying to help out Julia Davis. She's in Powder Springs, and she's got a business called the Bookworm Bookstore. Hi, I'm Julia Davis, owner of the Bookworm Bookstore in Powder Springs, Georgia. I own a small independent bookstore in the heart of downtown Powder Springs. I took over the store in the middle of the pandemic. November 2020 is when I purchased the store. It was primarily used. I wanted to, of course, diversify the store so we are new and used. I want everybody to walk in and see themselves in a book. We're sensory inclusive certified. We try to do as much as we can in the community by bringing authors into the community, discussion. We do a citywide book read. Just so many great things trying to bring the community together through literacy. I'm one of the few businesses left in the area. Not a lot of foot traffic. Keeping the doors open is definitely not the easiest. But we are faithful that we are still going to stand there. We, we were just awarded a beautification grant not too long ago, a few months ago. But time is running out for us because that is a matching grant. So in order for us to get the grant, we actually have to match it. What we wanted to do with the grant or what we want to do with the grant because I'm still hopeful that we're going to make the deadline is to do a outdoor story garden to help with our school visits, educational workshops and reading just in nature and kind of helping do our part increasing Cobb County's literacy rate, not only in our indoor space, but to make this beautiful outdoor story gardens. Support us, continue to support us, spread the word and help us get this outdoor reading space. I've shopped at the Bookworm several times. It is so cute. Um, I picked up a little book for Jimmy that was wrapped. You can have little mystery dates with their books. I highly recommend going to check it out. <laughs> all right, again, it's called the Bookworm Bookstore. We will link up to all the info at thebirdshow.com. The Bird Show. You know what's a really scary thought? <clears throat> if you look at it mathematically, right, has to be the best hospital in the country. That means there's got to be the worst. Okay, <laughs> Someone is walking in the doors of the worst hospital in America, and there are others that are walking into the best hospital in America. And so I found out that I am um, one of the people who were born in what is probably the worst <laughs> hospital in the country. And I had no idea. And this How, all, all these years later, you you find out that you were born at one of the worst hospitals. I have a feeling my family kept this from me on purpose. <laughs> and, and we need to have a conversation about it because uh, this all came up. I'm sitting there with my lady and I don't know how we ended up talking about where we were born. But she starts bragging about her hospital being known as like one of the best hospitals in the country for birth. So I'm like, that's dope. Like, what a that's, random 
thing to know. That's she, so funny. I guess she was running out of ways to compliment herself, and then that was that was one of the things that came up, and she threw that at me. That's one for the Tinder profile right there. <laughs> I was born in one of the best hospitals in America. Never even thought about it. Swipe right. Never even crossed my mind. What was it, Seattle Gray Hospital? I, I don't know. I, we didn't even get to her hospital because she threw it at me. And then I started thinking about mine. And I had heard stories about the hospital I was born in and the day that I was born, which apparently was a very chaotic day. And there was a lot going on. My aunt ended up getting into a fight with somebody literally on when I was in the car for the first time on my way home from the hospital. Because I guess the car did something that almost caused us to get into an accident. And me being a newborn baby, my aunt wasn't the happiest about it. So she started throwing whatever was in the car at the other car. Is this the same aunt that's kind of busted up Thanksgiving? Isn't, don't you have an no, aunt? No, 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 okay, no. That's two different aunts. That's two different aunts. This is my aunt that you met that you thought was another one of my fake aunts, but it was like my okay. actual real aunt. <laughs> I remember. This was her. So I've heard that story, but I never thought about the hospital. And so I called one of my cousins because I know one of my cousins was born at the same hospital as I. And she was like, oh, you don't know? And I'm like, no, what? She's like, man, we're very lucky people. Look up the, the rating of your hospital. And I something I never thought to do. So I wanted you guys to do it to make me feel either better or worse about mine because I looked up my hospital rating, which is Brookdale University Hospital in Brooklyn, New York, and it got a one out of five. Oh, Now, is this based on, like, users, like people that use the hospital, or is this like a national ranking by an officially accredited whatever? So this is users, and I looked up both. I looked up the, the national ranking of it, and couldn't find it. It's not ranked. so It's so bad. Couldn't even find it on the list. I started reading some of the, the reviews just to see, like, what's so bad about it. And I read uh, Very Slow Service. The ER waiting room smells like urine. <laughs> Nobody wants to be here. Um, well, yeah, so, it's a hospital. Nobody wants to be there. You can say that about any hospital. Well, you got to go to one, though. Yeah, yeah. The worst in the country is probably not where you want to be. Maybe that's the hospital slogan. Nobody wants to be here. <laughs> so when you pull up the hospital, you're looking at the Google reviews? Yes. And it's giving you a one out of five stars? A one out of five. Okay, now I just pulled up mine because I have like the national ranking and I just pulled up the Google reviews. Now, my Google reviews, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in because there's literally two. Oh, okay. There's only there's only two reviews. Like no one okay. made it out of the hospital. Like apparently <laughs> not. Oh, they had such a great experience. There was no need to comment. Maybe, maybe. So, all right, you got a one out of seven hundred reviews. And, and out of seven hundred yes. reviews, <laughs> come on, man. People wanted to tell how they felt. Yes. All right, Abby's. Where is your Where's yours on the list? Mine is Texas Health Arlington Memorial Hospital. I don't have like an official ranking, but I do have the Google reviews. It got a two point eight with mm. four hundred and three reviews so middle of the road it's not bad not bad like the, average the top review does say do not under any circumstance choose this hospital unless you have a death wish but you know it could be worse <laughs> uh, when i looked up mine it was one of the highest nationally ranked hospitals in the country whoa yeah wow long island jewish long island jewish let me tell you about it um it's tied for seventh in the metro area new york metro area and nationally uh, 15th in gynecology, 20th in the country, neurosurgery, urology, 22nd. All of the categories are like in the top 50. I'm pretty sure Long Island is one of the better hospitals. Oh, God, in New York City. And Brookdale is, is the worst. Is that right? They're like right down the street from each other? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, so you? before you hate on Kentucky, um, I was born at Central Baptist Hospital 
And the article says, for the seventh consecutive year, Baptist Health has been ranked among the top five in Kentucky, tying the number three spot in the 2023-24 U.S. News and World Report Best Hospitals listing. Very impressive. So I got curious because we opened up the segment by saying that there are some of the best and some of the worst. The one of the 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 worst, the top four worst is in Henderson, Kentucky. Is it? Methodist Hospital of Henderson. Okay, right down the street from you. I have no idea where Henderson is. Okay, with low scores in hand washing and certain infections, this hospital likely doesn't have the procedures in place that would land any higher grade. How you get a low score in hand washing? (laughs) That's that's probably the easiest part of being a doctor. At a hospital, nonetheless, right? I'm going to blame Indiana because it's literally right across the state line from Indiana. Blame it on Indiana. So it's not Kentucky's fault, it's Indiana's fault. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bird Show. Quickly before we get in a ditch or date here, I just want to let you know that Mo and I have guided women in the right direction. I was just reading an article, Unlocking Women's Dating Power, right? Uh, women are still super reluctant to ask dudes out on dates, but when they interview dudes, 98% of guys said they would not only be open to it, but it would turn them on. 98%. They're all lying. Guys think they want to be asked out, but th- secretly, like when it actually happens, they feel emasculated. And I know this because look at me, look at these crazy eyes. You think I haven't asked out a man or two and it never works out. I love that literally the science is saying 98%. Yep. And you're like, nope, not true. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> I'll tell you how men feel. <laughs> She's woman's playing. Woman's playing. Woman's playing right Listen, here. I'm out in the field. <laughs> I'm speaking anecdotally on my research. Wait for me to drop my research paper. And oh, it <laughs> and might I- just be a you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's got kids, but she's dating somebody that says he's quote unquote not a kid person, and she's wondering if she should ditch or date this guy. She wants to know should she ditch or date? Make a move or wait? Should she keep him all dumb? She wants to know if she should banish him or be smashing him, bury his bones or jump him. Good morning, Alyssa. There must be more details to this because it seems like common sense here. Your man is saying that he's not a kid person. You got a kid. Bye-bye. 
Hi. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like we've really connected and I don't know. He just seems like maybe if you got to know my kid, uh, Tommy, that maybe he would become more of a kid person. Uh, I mean, people change their minds, right? They do. People evolve and people change just because years ago somebody doesn't like kids doesn't mean they don't like them now. And, you know, he, he knew that I had a kid before we went out. You know, I was very open and honest about it. He, you know, he just said that he, I mean, not, you know, he doesn't want kids of his own and he's not really a kid person doesn't mean that, you know, he's, I mean, you know, he was a kid at one time. <laughs> Does that count for something? No. <laughs> it's, very, really. yeah. it's very different. Um, how long have you guys been hanging out with each other? Um, not long. We've just been out uh, a couple of times, but I just felt like, you know, we connected a lot on the dating app. So during your first date, it comes out that he isn't really a kid person. Did you ask him to elaborate on why he is not a quote unquote kid person? Uh, he just said that he didn't really have much of a desire uh, to be around them and that he doesn't have any kids of his own. Well, you know, that he knows about at least. Uh, um, has he been around your kid yet? I mean, this seems like such a way from everything that we've been hurt that we've heard the last couple of years from women, that especially uh, single moms is like, why waste time with a dude? You guys are a package deal. So, and why would you tell a mom on the first date like you're not a kid person? That's my biggest concern. Like, even if he's not a kid person, I get it. But once you are dating somebody and you find out they have a kid, I feel like if he would have kept that to himself and the fact that he didn't makes me feel like he's putting that out there for a reason. It's just so hard being out here. I know. You know, and and having a kid, it's just, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I feel like I, I make sacrifices all the time with men. I, I, I don't understand why this, you know, it just feels like men aren't compromising anymore. <laughs> well, he's not saying that he's not open to it. He's just not a kid's person. Like, for example, I wouldn't consider myself a kid's person, but we just got back from five days with a bunch of kids. And you know what? I had a good old time. Does that mean I want to have kids of my own? No, but I think, you know, in the right circumstances, especially if he's really into you and this is a relationship that's going to work out, like, I think you know, it's something that he could be open to growing in. I'm giving him credit right off the bat, man. He's telling you straight up, look, mm -hmm. you're a mom. While I do like moms, I don't like kids. <laughs> so he's telling you exactly what he is. So I'm not putting any of this responsibility on him. But if you're holding out that he's going to be around your kid and all of a sudden fall in love with kids or the experience, you're risking a lot right there uh, because he's telling you just not his thing. Mm. Uh. I just really felt like I had met somebody he just seems so kind. I don't understand how he couldn't like kids. <laughs> but you're trying to force him to be something he's currently not. Yeah. And you're putting your you're putting your hopes and dreams into something that he may potentially be instead of what he is right now. So you have to look at this man right now and be like, if he never changes, mm -hmm. am I gonna be happy with him? You're dating a man that you hope changes. That's your sign that you need to ditch him. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I do have empathy for you. Seriously, Alyssa. I, I, I mean, I hear the stories. It's hard out there. I can only imagine how hard it is out there for a single mom to be dating. But I mean, on the first date, if you have a kid... And he tells you he's not a kid person. He basically just told you he doesn't like your kid. Buh bye. Yeah, well, I mean, or knowing that, look, Mama's got needs. Yes. But just know that this thing is limited in some areas. So if you mm-hmm. want to continue to see this guy and get your needs met in one area, just know this guy's not going to turn into baby daddy. I would say ditch him, but not because he doesn't like kids. I just don't think you like him that much. Like, I have seen people jump through hoops and ignore the red flags of things that are actually legitimately problems because they like somebody so much. I just don't think you're feeling him s- enough to ignore something that's not really even a problem yet. I, I yeah, would. but like you said, Mama does have needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That we understand. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Date them understanding the limits. That we get. All right, Alyssa. Godspeed, friend. Thanks so yeah. much, guys. Walk with God. the bird show katie 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 katie's mom has a gift it's a superpower a beautiful superpower that she hasn't been flexing as much these days but you might have to bring it back out yes and this is all because of mikey's doing oh my fault we're over there We're over in the house of heathens. We're in the blue moon. <laughs> I love how when you start every segment, you sound like the AI version of yourself. <laughs> Robotic, baby. Katie really does have, her mom has this amazing gift, and she's proven it to you time and time again. Yeah, time and time again, my mom can look at someone's, a photo of someone or a couple, and she can read a person based off of that photo. She can tell you someone's life story. And then if she sees a picture of a couple, she can judge that that couple's going to last. If they're not going to last, the problems that they're going to have in their relationships, the problems that they may not have, how long they're going to last. Like, she knows it all. I want to throw a question out at you. Because there was a time, and now I want mostly brutal honesty. Hold on one second. Messy. (laughs) So, I got some DMs from people that made me realize something a while ago. All right? And it was after my broken up engagement. Mm -hmm. People were hitting me up. In my DMs, because we used to have her mom on quite a bit where she would take a look at pictures of listeners of couples and she would say if they were going to make it or not. Right. (laughs) And then at some point, your mom bailed because (laughs) she was afraid that she was going to hurt somebody's feelings. Because I asked her to look at all of our significant. We we submitted the photos. (laughs) We chose photos. We submitted them to Katie's mom. She was supposed to look at them and (laughs) read our relationships. Mo knows where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Is it possible that your mom took a look at a picture of my former fiance and me and said, (laughs) I would really rather not go on the radio and do this bit anymore? I hadn't even thought about it until listeners brought it up saying, hey, I need to know something about Katie. And then I'm like, I need to know something about Katie Elsa. So she was willing when we first started this. She did it with you all's exes before. Like, yeah. You all sent in pictures of your exes from like years and years ago. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. They're already broken up. I can, you know, right. say it. But then when it came to everyone who they were currently dating and she went through the list and she actually did it. Like, I actually have the audio, y'all, of everything she said. I saved all the audio. And um, that's when she got to two couples in particular. 
And she was like, Katie, no, no. She broke down why, but she's like, this is not going to end well. This is going to be bad. We can't even air this. And I will say that those two couples are no longer in relationship. <laughs> so she's, she's hitting that 100%. Oh, yes, she is. Right. With that, let's go ahead and turn it on over to Messy Mikey now. Because you think maybe this, you want to get red? All right, well, I'm a gambling man at heart. You guys know this. And uh, I'm willing to roll the dice. And I may not like the answer that comes back, but I'm willing to do it. I'd like to find out. I'd like to cut to the chase. Enough games. But my thing, why? Why, why? at such a young age do you want to do this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got your whole life <laughs> Just give me the answer. I need to know. If this is a real skill, if this is a real thing, just tell me. Break. Break me in two. Let's figure it out. Well, at least in here, she said at 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so, unbeatable. Here's the thing. Are you prepared for whatever she says, though? Uh, I am. I don't, I don't know if my lady is. You but need to get your lady on board. Yeah. yeah. I told her, you're going to hate me after tomorrow. I didn't tell her exactly what's going to go on, but I said, I'm going to be in big trouble whenever <laughs> I get home, I feel like. <laughs> what, what you going to do with this information, Mikey? Right. What happens if it comes back bad? Nah, you know, count my cards. <laughs> your days. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can always, like, in your own mind, say, oh, it's a crazy notion anyway. Who cares that it worked on everybody in studio? You guys are different. Yeah, no, I'm going to be able to dismiss it. I don't know if I can say the same about her. I feel like she's going to be pretty, pretty, she's going to stick to the answer that we get back. <laughs> and then also, she may surprise you and she may validate some things that you already feel, like good things in your relationship. Because how long have you guys been together? One year and one month. Okay. 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 All right. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. Mm. I'm ready to roll the dice. I don't know. I see that I guess everyone that I've brought this up to is against it, and especially her, but let's just, let's go. Okay. I, what's the point? So in order to do this, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to need one picture of you by yourself. One of me. And then one picture of your girl by herself. One of the ladies. And then a group picture. A group like, picture. Well, a couple Picture. Okay. Okay. Just of the two of them or in Just a, of the two of them. Just the it two doesn't of. need to be serious or like, can it, it does not be matter. Stupid? Trust All me. right. Just the two of you in a picture together. Okay. So she's looking at like body language. She's looking at their eyes mm -hmm. and she just gets this instinct. Yeah. Right. So she'll, she'll judge personalities first and then how you are together. In that. I, I feel like we're going to have to have a photo shoot and, like, figure out exactly <laughs> no, no, how to no, make no, it work. No, 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 can't uh -uh. rig it. All right, so she can do this today, you think? Uh-huh. Okay. All Come right. back on tomorrow morning around the same time. We'll have results for you. Let's roll them. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. People are mourning comic and Curb Your Enthusiasm actor Richard Lewis today. He passed away at the age of 76. Uh, he died at a heart of a heart attack uh, on Tuesday night at his home in Los Angeles. A statement is saying that he passed peacefully, but obviously, you know, it's never a good time to lose anybody. We did find out in the last couple of years that he was retiring from stand-up comedy because he says he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. But, you know, in the last three and a half years, I've had sort of a rocky time. Out of the blue, I had four surgeries. You know, I had a back surgery, then I had a shoulder surgery. Then I had a shoulder replacement surgery, and then I had, oh, I had a hip replacement. And on top of all of that, I went to a neurologist, and they gave me a brain scan, and I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. 
And he's clearly been through a lot, but I always hate when, you know, someone passes and they're gone. We tend to focus on the last couple of years and, oh, it's so sad that they're gone and look at what they went through. But I really want to make sure we honor his legacy because I know he impacted so many people because Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. was such a, a massive show. I actually had no idea he was credited with coining the from hell joke. Like, oh, that was the dinner from hell or that's the boyfriend from mm-hmm. hell. He says he's really proud of it. I popularized the phrase back in the 70s and 80s when I did about 50 or 60 David Letterman shows. And, every, and, I, and I chose that metaphor, like, and I was probably, yes, I was an active alcoholic, so I never took responsibility for my actions. So it was like, oh, I just came from a, a wedding from hell or a family reunion from hell. Because I always felt like I'm the victim. So I use that all the time. I actually have a podcast episode that's labeled The Thruple from Hell, so I feel like I need to give him, like, great friends in it. Uh, but Larry David has already spoken out. He released a statement. He said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today, he made me sob, and for that, I'll never forgive him. So we'll be missing him. Okay, so on a lighter note, there's gonna it's going to be a big year for concerts. And a new research study has shown the top five most popular concerts to go to this year. And I'm wondering if you, you guys will be able to guess which artists will be at the headlining. So there's five of them. And I'll give you a hint. Most of them, except for one and a half, are all country artists. Okay. Uh, these are the upcoming concerts this year. This year. Taylor Swift's got to be Taylor on there. Taylor Swift's on there. Beyonce's got to be on there. No. No, no. Usher? She's not on there. Usher? Usher, yeah. Even after that Super Bowl performance. Right? Right. J-Lo? Country. Uh, Think country. I, I don't know too many countries. Waylon? Yeah, I don't either. Uh, not Waylon, but um, Morgan Wallen, I mean. There we go. Jelly Roll? Um, one of the Lukes. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Bryan, Luke Combs. Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, we're getting a lot of... Uh, <laughs> it's starting to hurt my soul a little right. This is getting sad. Okay, uh, who was I talking to about the, the guy that's dating Brianna Chicken Fry? Mm. Are you, who would I, I feel like I had a conversation. Uh, Zach Bryan. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there, there's a big rapper on here. A big rapper's next. Ah. And this one, y'all are definitely not going to get, but Chris Stapleton is also apparently one of the most popular people to get a ticket for this year. Uh, All right. Now, Taylor Swift, she has time to do just about everything. She's going on tour. She's got the Eras tour, but she also has time to make Pop-Tarts for the entire O-line for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's a great escape for her where she can come in and she sincerely enjoys the game. And kind of behind the scenes, she, uh, you know, to fit in, I, I, you know, she likes to cook, so... She made the offensive lineman these homemade Pop-Tarts. So it was over. Yeah, Homemade yeah. Pop-Tarts? Yeah, so it was over. She knew right where to go. Right. Did they give so, you one? You know, she didn't give me one. I'm like, <laughs> damn. And the offensive lineman definitely didn't give me one. Right. I know the de- defensive uh, line is pretty peeved to hear that. Well, if it's, if it's the O-line, I feel like, yeah, any quarterback's wife who's listening to this mm-hmm. should always bring baked goods into the line. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Protect your quarterback. Protect yeah. my man at all costs. How, how, how are there some people that don't like Taylor Swift? Everything she does is great. <laughs> people hate greatness. 
People hate greatness. I also, every time I hear a headline from her, and it's good that I'm a fan because if I saw how much she got done in a day, I would also hate her. Here she is putting on one of the biggest concerts of our generation, but yet she also has time to make homemade Pop-Tarts from scratch to bring to her Super Bowl winning boyfriend's (laughs) offensive line. Like, it's just... I just want to be her. <laughs> Not like a, I want to wear her skin type of way, but like, I just want to live her life. <laughs> but would you want to wear her skin? Sometimes. Kind of. <laughs> it's real small. Kind of. The internet's trying to figure out which A-list actor screamed at actress Rebecca Ferguson on set. I'll tell you who it's not on your next E-Buzz on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. Now it's complicated because her married boss, does it really matter if he's married? Just makes him, I guess, more of a D-bag. Uh, makes a pass at her. And she denies him. And now she's wondering, I bet every day I walk in there, this guy could turn the tables on me and fire me. Now what to do? Which is the question she's asking you guys. Kristen has the email. Hi, Bird Show. I'm writing today because I have a dilemma at work. I love my job. I mean, I never thought I would ever have a job that I can't wait to go to every day. Clearly, nobody here wrote this email. (laughs) I love what I do. (laughs) And I adore the people I work with. I do work in a field saturated by men, but I have found in my adult life, men are way easier to work with than women. I work for a very small company in town. There are two owners and five employees. I'm the office manager. Yesterday morning, my bosses called me in the office and gave me a $10,000 raise in my salary for my outstanding performance. Awesome, right? Yesterday evening, I was alone at the office, which is not unusual. One of my bosses and a friend of his had just finished golfing. They stopped by the office right before 4 p.m. for more drinks before they went home. I had one small drink with them because they cracked open uh, an $800 bottle of whiskey. And I've never tried expensive whiskey before. It was awful, by the way. (laughs) But they proceeded to drink half the bottle. I left, told them to lock up, and before I made it five minutes up the road, I started getting text messages. Long story short, my boss tried to convince me to meet up with him and hook up. I spent the evening crying. I felt betrayed and embarrassed. I feel like my days here are numbered. I completely ignored his advances, and I'm scared that if his ego is bruised, there will be consequences. I know I need to start looking for a new job, and I want to tell the other owner what happened so that he understands why I left. I feel like yesterday morning when they told me how valuable I was to the company and complimenting me, it was all a lie. I can't help but feel like there there were ulterior motives, and now I question myself. I feel like women are up against so much in the workforce. I've succeeded at previous jobs, and people would snicker and say, she must be sleeping with the boss. Now I work with predominantly men, and I have been well-respected for the last three years here, and my self-esteem was so high. I had so much confidence, but I feel he stole that security from me. I've lost all confidence and question all the raises and accolades. He used his position of authority to try to sleep with me, and I don't know how to proceed in the next coming weeks. Do I chalk this up to a drunken mistake on his part and try to forgive? My gut says he crossed a boundary, and for me to uh, and for me to ever feel comfortable, I have to look for a new job. Mm. Any advice would help. Thank you so much. So my knee-jerk reaction here is you go to HR, right? Uh, but that's nowhere even in here. So um, if you are in HR and... This is what you are paid to do. One eight five five Bird Show. What a sucky situation to be in. Yeah, it's so. Inc- I, I can't even fathom being put in this position because, especially if you're so excited to go to work and it feels like everything's great, sometimes you always feel like the other shoe's about to drop, and here it is—that shoe is dropping. Uh, <laughs> 
there is a part of me that says you need to go to HR, but it also I also have a part of me that thinks this is just a drunken mistake. Like it'd be one thing if he made a physical pass at you. Like he's made you uncomfortable and he sent you a, a drunk text, which I feel like we have all done at one point or another. He probably got out of his drunkenness the next day and completely regretted it. So I think you should clock this information, tell somebody about it just in case something does happen down the road. But I think he probably wants to forget it. And I know you want to forget it. Going to HR to get ahead of it seems to make sense. And I'd like to think that she should be able to find some comfort in the fact that it's uh, text messages and she has it in writing. But I just don't know if that's going to go her way. You just never really know. So I hate that she feels like she has to find a new job for something she didn't do. And she loves this job. If it's me, I probably would look for work just in case and not really focus on him or bring it up, but just have the comfort in knowing that I have it in writing in case I ever need it in the future. What a crappy situation to be in, man. Because here she is. She loves this job, and I think she might be right here. I wonder if they gave her this $10,000 bonus just to keep her quiet and keep her happy. Well, but they did that before he hit on her, though. Did they? Yes. Yeah, okay. so it was more of like, are, are they buttering me up yeah. for the text later? Um, but... Um, it's so hard to find a job mm -hmm. that you really love going to every day. When you look at the statistics of people in this country, I mean, it's more than half of people wake up in the morning. Their first thought is, ah, oh, dang it. Now I got to go to this crappy job. She's got this great job. She's done nothing, nothing to change the situation except her boss. I'm going to HR and I'm trying to keep that thing. But I've never been in an office with that kind of tension. I mean, the thing that broke my heart was that she was like, I had so much confidence, but I feel he stole that security from me. Mm -hmm. um, so if if I was in your position or like, you know, you're my best friend and I'm trying to give you advice, what he did was wrong, completely out of pocket, no excuse, et cetera. Um, if you do love this job and the other people you work with, I think now it's not about the mistake he made, but it's how he rectifies the mistake and how he tries to fix that mistake. Um, I think you're owed an apology. I don't know if you're going to get that because then that's admittance of doing something wrong and somebody in the office isn't going to want to do that. Um, I would I would not make a knee-jerk reaction. I would see how this next week goes. And then after that, if it's unbearable, then part ways with the company. Mm -hmm. And they may be too small of a company even to have HR. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm with Kristen on that. You're on The Burt Show. All right, Jackson, do you go to the funeral or do you go to the wedding, friend? Yeah, tough position. Um, a few weeks ago, there was a segment where um, a listener had been talking about how she was trying to decide between going to, like, this super important work conference or her boyfriend's grandfather's funeral. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yep. Yeah. And in rather uncanny timing, um, my girlfriend's grandmother actually passed away um, right around actually that time, which was a little bit odd. And... Um, it wasn't completely out of the blue, unexpected. She had been deteriorating for a while, so it wasn't out of the blue. But, you know, of course, still unfortunate nonetheless. And um, she texted me when it happened and was like, you know, by the way, this happened. Um, the date of the funeral is this date. You are by no means expected to be there at all. But I'm just letting you know that I'm going to be away this week, that, that weekend. Um, to which I responded, like, knee-jerk reaction was like, of course I'll be there. Like, no problem at all, right? Um 
the date did sound a little familiar, and mm-hmm. I went back into my calendar and I looked, and the date of the funeral happens to be on the exact date of one of my best friend's weddings that's oh, coming up. Dang! Yikes! Yeah, and are you in the wedding? I am in the wedding. Oh, okay. I'm a groomsman in the wedding, and, and there's no way to move them to the same venue. No, <laughs> two for one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one's in the Northeast, and the other in the weddings in Texas, and so it's like you know, it's just such unfortunate timing and the thing is like she's good friends with my best friend and um, his fiance soon to be wife Um, we've been looking forward to this for a long time flights have been booked like the whole weekend has already been planned and we hit like you know everything is already ready to go and this just threw like a huge wrench in the plans and now it's like I'm I'm torn because I want to be there to support her and I want to be there to support her entire family but at the same time like this is like literally one of my best friends yeah the fact that when she texted you she immediately said, by no means do I want you to feel obligated. Um, I, in, in, in this particular instance, I think it, it, you're, it's totally okay for you to go be the groomsman in your best friend's wedding and she can go and be there for her family and be at her grandmother's funeral. And then, you know, you can be there for her after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, this is just, this is life and it, it unfortunate timing happens all the time. But I think in this instance, um, it, it won't be held against you. And I don't think that you should be super hard on yourself for going to your best friend's wedding. So, Because, I mean, if you were just a guest, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. You're a groomsman, and that takes it to a whole other level. Best friend is like like a, a, like a brother. Yes. It's like a brother. 100%. Ooh. I lived with this guy for like six years. You are in a tough one, my friend. <laughs> um, I would hope, like if I were... In your girlfriend's situation, I would make it clear to my significant other that I don't need you at the funeral. Like, just to try to relieve some of that because, I mean, that's something I can handle on my own. And, you know, my grandmother wouldn't know if you were there, but your best friend is obviously going to have those lifetime memories for you being at the wedding. So if it's me, I think it would be maybe it would be a little different for me if I were married and it was my wife's grand. It would be a little different. But if it's my girl, I would genuinely hope that she understands that I got to be there for my guy on this Mm -hmm. this day where I'm a part of the wedding. Yeah, the grandmother's not going to know if you're there or not, but your girlfriend is. And so I think it all comes down to how much weight your girlfriend is going to put on this funeral. Like if this was her mom or if she was like really, really close with this grandmother and it was going to be painful and devastating to be there, I think that'd be one thing. But because she's kind of put it out there that it's not, she's not putting the expectation on you to be there. I think it's way more important for you to be there by your close friends side on as a groomsman because that's such a responsibility and you've done everything to prepare for the wedding and you don't know what it's gonna how it's gonna mess up the whole day of running so i think in this case the best thing to do is to go to the wedding p1 jordan here doesn't agree with us he says go to the funeral hey jordan good morning you guys are sending that man to his deathbed okay he wants a girlfriend he wants to stay in a relationship this is a low time i know she's saying oh i'm fine blah 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 she's not fine I'm telling you, her grandma died. You need to go to that funeral if you want a girlfriend. I would not. I'm sorry. It could be a wedding of my brother. If my wife now, grandma dies, I'm going to be beside her because that's a low point in her life, and I'm not going to leave her by herself. And I appreciate you, that. The low point's going to, it's not gonna just, just going to be the day of the funeral. 
Um, I actually think it's harder a couple months later when people stop saying, you know, sending condolences mm-hmm. and food and stuff like that. So I think as long as you're there for the long haul afterwards, mm-hmm. you, you you should be all right. And I know she wasn't playing any games with the text. There yeah. was no like underlying like I'm going to say that you don't need to be there, but you absolutely do need to be there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was never I never got a hint of that. It, it, and I know that genuinely it's not that. And so, I mean, I agree with what you guys are saying. It's like, you know, looking for, towards the future versus looking at something based on the past, yeah. and I'll be there for her. It's the Burt Show. You're on the Burt Show. All right, Abby, I want you specifically to listen to this clip of statistics, okay? Okay. If you are a woman, you are looking for a tall man. Ooh! It's making himself quite a bit of money. Let's say over $100,000 in tall. Those are your two things, right? Mm-hmm. Six figures in tall. Six foot and six figures. Six foot and six figures, okay? <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget the other six. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Triple threat. We oh. know who's no. coming out of boy sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> you just made a 666. Oh, we, we need a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wears a size six. Well. <laughs> Little tiny the, baby feet. The good news is most guys saying their six aren't. So <laughs> it's a faux six. All right. So listen to these. Okay. Because if that's what you're looking for, okay. the chances of you finding this dude are super slim. The percentage of men over six feet tall, what do you think it is in the population? Just say it out loud. I won't go through all of you. 14. 8%. I want to say 1%. 14% of men are over six feet tall. The percentage of men that make $100,000 a year. 73%. 17, what do you think? 10%. Keep going. 33%. 17% of men make over $100,000 a year. So if you want six feet tall and $100,000 a year, that's not 17% or 14%. It's 17% times 14%, which is 2.3%. And we are not controlling for if they're married, if they're obese, or if they're good looking. And we're not controlling for their age at all. When they aren't married, when they aren't obese, and when they're in the 35 to 45 year old range that you're looking for, you're going to find that these men make up 0.02% of the population and we still have a control for physical attractiveness. That sounds so fun, isn't it? Someone, someone get me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just short and broke is what you should be going for. I would like to see how the statistics change when they make 90000 I'll accept 90000 I'll accept it. <laughs> Look at you sacrificing. <laughs> Listen, the money can always change. The height cannot. <laughs> that is true. That is totally true. All right, so this story that um, Abby brought to us last week has gone viral on so many different levels that I feel like we need a follow-up because so much has happened since last week with this woman and her pathological husband. So much. Lying husband. Yeah, so much. So this is a, a woman named Risa Mtisa on TikTok, and she has, I kid you not, a 60-part series on TikTok explaining her pathological liar of an ex-husband. Basically, he's claiming to have made all this money and to have certain professions, and she is like, who the F did I marry? And I'm sure you're wondering, okay, she's sharing her side of the story. Is he coming out and debunking any of this? Yeah, so she shared that he he faked his job. He faked communication with his family. Um, he the- would be on the phone claiming to be talking to somebody, but all the phone calls were fake. It was it's it's insane the level like what she described, the level and depth of lies he told her. Um, 
And you could tell, like, just by watching the series and what we played, like, this woman is scarred and it's going to, I don't know how she's ever going to trust anybody ever again because of what he allegedly put her through. After hearing her story, I don't know how I'm going to trust anybody ever again. Like, her story has given me trust issues. If somebody could do that to somebody that they are married to, what other kind of crazy is out there? So now... She's been calling her ex-husband Legion in somewhat of an attempt to protect his privacy, but now we know who he is. He's a man who works in PR in Atlanta named Jerome, and he's considering taking legal action because obviously this entire story has taken off, and he's like, all of this is our, our lies. Uh, it's apparently affected his job because people are going to find out. If he has one. If he has one. <laughs> yeah, he has we, we don't know. And he's also claiming that not only is all of it fake, but the thing that led to their marriage ending is her own infidelity. She cheated on him first, and that's why they ended up breaking up. So now we're all stuck in this position of who do we believe? Did she come out on this platform just to get attention? And is this a poor mm. like victim? Or is everything she said true? And this is just some guy trying to deflect and take some of the heat off of himself. Did they find him? Like, did the internet find him? Or did he come out himself and say, this is me and this is not true? The internet found him. So okay. he really had no choice but to come out and start making statements because then it started affecting his job. Mm -hmm. So he works in PR at a hospital somewhere local to here. And uh, he says he's considering taking some legal action against her. So... We'll see what happens. Like, this story has gotten so viral. I mean, I can't scroll through Instagram without seeing either her picture and now his picture mm -hmm. as he's coming, saying he's going to sue for defamation and all this other stuff. But um, they actually have articles out now saying, are you dating a legion? Legion? Here's how to spot and deal with a pathological liar. You can wow. you can also buy T-shirts that say "I survived Legion," which <laughs> is a which she's gonna need for all these legal fees. So I think we should all buy one. I saw that she went from like a hundred thousand followers to two point seven million. Dang. So it, it increased her brand by a lot. What if this guy is so good at his PR job? That this is all a big setup for some kind of sponsorship or I don't He's working on some kind of account and this is truly brilliant. Oh, they're working together and yes. maybe maybe it's going to end with them actually getting back together. So they're really not broken up and now they can just capitalize on their love story <laughs> together. Maybe get like a reality show out of it. I mean, you couldn't buy this kind oh. of um, publicity. publicity. So if he is in PR, dude, you're the best. <laughs> Too brilliant to be true. That's what this feels like. Like. Yeah, his hospital needs to give him a promotion. <laughs> Clearly, he's doing his job very well. So characteristics of pathological liars. Uh, pathological liars come in many varieties, though there are a few telltale signs. These include excessive or constant lying. Gee, thanks. <laughs> a well, I never would have guessed. A lengthy history of lying. Gee, thanks. And being aware of one's lies. Yeah, this article's stupid. Yeah. But she said that he didn't have a job in her story, right? No, he did. Oh, he did he have a job. Ha he lied about everything else. He 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 lied about what type of job. He's he said okay. he was like a vice president. See, like he like he was a big wig, but he was a forklift driver. Yeah, and he right. was applying to get like a seven hundred thousand dollar home that, that he forged bank bank statements to be yes. able to prove that he could afford it, but he couldn't because obviously, you know, if you're some VP of whatever, you're making X, Y, and Z. But if you're a forklift driver, you're really not balling enough to be able to buy that kind of house. So he's gone from cruising around a forklift to being a PR dude. Yeah.
What a, what That's a, what I'm trying to put together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, if, if I remember, I'm, I may be misremembering, but I just, I know that he wasn't, like, that's not what he, plus you also have to remember, she's telling the story not as it's happening, but it's like, it's past. Uh-huh. So maybe that's right. what he was doing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always, it's possible he could have changed jobs because in her story, she said that he was a forklift driver, but all the articles I'm reading now are that his job at a PR, at a hospital working PR have been affected. And she's responding to him responding to her now also saying, dude, I've already told you he's a liar. We haven't heard from her since he came out and said he's going to take legal action because that happened like yesterday or the day before. So I'm sure her lawyers, now that she's probably had to hire a uh, mm-hmm. have encouraged her to quiet down just a little bit because the less you mm-hmm. say, the better in this kind of case. Yeah, we- he, he told tabloids he wants to take some sort of legal action. He claims that they had a lot of trust issues and after they split, <laughs> she tried to get back together and threatened to expose him if he said no. Wow. Oh, so this is maybe her exposing him. It's deeper and deeper and deeper, yeah. Yeah. It just never goes away. <laughs> this is going to be going for a while. It's the Burt Show. You're on the Burt Show.